Happy New Year, everyone. It's great to be with you this morning. Happy New Year. A warm welcome to uh, all of you guys who are here in person, and of course, those joining from home or perhaps from a getaway if you're uh, a bit further out. Um, if you are joining us from home, or you know, even if you are here in person as well, let's start the new year right. It's definitely a lot easier to get distracted uh, when you're at home, um, to give only partial attention to the service. Um, I find that a lot of people give partial attention to uh, the times prior to or after the sermon, because they feel as though Sunday is like a sermon sandwich, you know, just the meat is the most important part, uh, which isn't true. You know, God's working through every part of the service, so do make sure to uh, give your full attention, particularly if you're not physically present. I urge you, um, put your phones on, do not disturb. You're probably not going to miss that much in an hour and a half. Um, just put it away somewhere and get yourself out of bed if that will help you. Uh, I find that really helps me when I'm trying to focus as well. And as you can see from the screen, uh, we're starting a new sermon series today. Uh, a Better Life is Waiting is what the series is called. It'll run for about six weeks in total, including today. Um, so we're starting the new year with a look at some of what God is already doing in our midst here at New Life as he guides us and where this will actually take us as New Life. So some of the areas that we'll be focusing on over the next few years. Um, now, I know uh, that the continuation of COVID uh, it's not exactly the way that we expected or we hoped to start the new year, um, but we will continue to have hope above circumstances um, as we'll pray in a moment as well. Um, big thank you though to those that did reach out uh, midweek um, just to let us know that you are self-isolating, awaiting test results. Um, we are looking to protect the vulnerable, um, particularly for infants and children who can't uh, be vaccinated or the immunocompromised and obviously the older members of Sezun, um, the wider Korean church as well. Um, so do continue to social distance, check in and out, wear your masks and practice good hygiene. Now this morning, as you've heard from the reading that uh, Josh gave to us, uh, we're looking at the parable followed by the reason why Jesus used parables as well. This will probably be uh, very instructive for us as we get to read other parables throughout the gospels uh, too. We won't actually be covering the parable itself this morning, the parable of the sower. So that's for in a few weeks' time, we'll actually look at that parable, uh, but we'll instead be focusing this morning on the reason why Jesus used parables. So it'll be a bit of a shorter message. Um, this will relate to how uh, our vision for new life uh, unfolds for us as it rolls out from this year and beyond. Um, hopefully it won't be too conceptual. I, I think that can happen when you look at uh, things like this. Um, as we're doing a bit of an overview and setting a bit of a framework, but do follow along. Now, as good students and disciples of the word, however, uh, we are gonna be focusing, and regardless of whatever interpretive methods that we use in order to read the Bible, um, we can't move away from the original intention of the author. You know, we can't move away from the original intention of the passage itself, so that is where we'll start and what we will be led by as the vision unfolds. So in 2022, uh, let's be good readers and listeners of the Word of God. Uh, this will be to our great advantage. Um, do commit yourself to daily reading of the Bible. Um, I find if I read about 15 minutes a day, um, I'll get through the whole thing in about a year. And uh, do it in accountability alongside your community here. Um, that's probably the best way to finish if you do it alone. Uh, I think there's like an African proverb, if you wanna go fast, go alone, but if you wanna go far, go together. And I think that really holds true 
to reading the Bible, um, it's more likely that you actually finish the Bible if you read it in community. Now with all that in mind, how about I pray for us and then we'll get into the word. God, we pray, make speed to save us. Oh Lord, make haste to help us. My heart tells me of your word, seek my face, and your face, oh Lord, will we seek. Even if our fathers and mothers abandon us, we know that you, Lord, care for us. And even should our health betray us, we know, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So Father, as we open up a new Sunday, we remember that the night has passed and the day lies open before us. And so we pray with one heart and mind together as family here at New Life. We rejoice today, especially in the gift of a new year. Uh, may the light of your presence, O oh God, and set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Uh, we think particularly about those suffering from COVID and we pray for their speedy recovery. Uh, we pray, Lord, for your protection upon us. And we pray, Lord, especially for your protection upon our hearts, that we would not be led astray by these things, but that we would remember to maintain hope above all circumstances, recognizing, Lord, that you are the author of hope, you're the author of life, that you have every good intention in mind for us, that you love us beyond reason, uh, beyond anything that we can ever imagine. So we turn to you this morning on this new year. Uh, we know, Lord, that whatever changes come to this earth throughout this year, uh, whatever changes that we've gone through throughout this past year, that your love for us never changes, that you are here for us, that you love us. And it's in this love that we reside, it's in, it's in this grace that we're led by, and it's in this grace that we depend upon as we open up your word this morning. Be with us, Lord. Speak to us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why did Jesus teach in parables? So Jesus taught in parables because they're instruments of revelation, but only for those whom it's given to see. Parables reveal truth to those who are hungry, and they also conceal the truth from those who are either too lazy to look for it or too blinded by prejudice to discern it. That's why he uses parables. Like on that note of hunger, you know, if you're here with us for pre-service prayer, if you weren't, you know, feel free to rewind it back a little bit later. You know, like Josh prayed for us in the second prayer point, he's hungry, he's thirsty for God's presence and he really doesn't want to live in such a way that's divided in his heart. Being the good father that God is, don't you think he'll answer him? It's like not possible for him to be like, I don't like that prayer, you know? He hungers for my presence. No, no, he will answer that prayer. You will see that man grow as he prays that prayer. I encourage you, pray that prayer as well. Now, during this long period of the pandemic, I discovered this very uncomfortable truth about myself. Outside of the times when I'm forced to walk around because you, know, you park the car at some point and you actually have to walk, or where I enjoyed playing some sort of sport with friends uh, many years ago, I realized that I lead a fairly sedentary lifestyle. You know, I don't move a lot. I sit in my seat, I've gotten this like little conversion table that makes me stand up every now and then, but then I do have to press it, and so if I don't press it, I don't actually have to stand up. 
You know, I'd convince myself at some point in my life that I'm reasonably healthy, that I'm a pretty healthy person, but as the pandemic stretched on, I found that I was spending an incredible amount of time not moving. Like, if you spoke to me on Zoom, unless my mouth was moving, you would think that I was just part of the furniture. And I found that as time went on, my muscles wasted away more and more until I got winded from climbing the stairs, like climbing four stairs in my parents' household, and this is without COVID, you know, and so I have nothing to blame except my own lack of fitness. Seeking truth through faith is like exercising a muscle. The more you seek, the more you will find. It's just the way that it works. God will answer. God will reveal if you seek. Like that part that he says, otherwise they might see with their eyes. This is talking about our human condition. If we're actually willing to open up our eyes, if we're actually willing to listen with the ears that we all have, he who has ears listen, he will reveal. The more you seek, the more you will find. Through God's revelation, the truth within parables will be revealed to those who are hungry. Faith will increase in strength the more that you exercise your faith. If you have found that your faith is waning, exercise your faith. The inverse is also true then, okay? So just as muscles naturally atrophy through lack of use, it becomes harder and harder to live by faith the less you actually seek faith, the less that you actually seek truth in faith. Jesus talks about eyes to see. If you look for truth, you'll find, what is, what is vision? You will find that it's light as it enters your eyes and it will illuminate your sight more and more. Those who do not will continue to wallow in darkness, being more and more unable to see what is actually directly in front of them. Throughout our Christmas series, if you were with us, uh, we were able to receive once again the joy of our salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. Isaiah 9 reads, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. And what great hope is there in such a, such a passage? Joy comes through receiving this great light. Where once we were a people living in darkness, the night has now passed and behold, the dawn has come. But unless we pull the blanket down from over our eyes, until we actually step outside and squint into the sunlight, we won't see anything different at all and we'll continue to live in the dark. It wasn't until our presider this morning encouraged us to share our New Year's resolutions that I realized I didn't have any New Year's resolutions, that I forgot that the year had passed by and 2022 had begun. I kind of knew because I was coming to the service this morning, but something hadn't clicked in my brain until I actually stepped outside and did it. What Jesus is telling us is, when he tells us the reason why he teaches in parables is that a better life is waiting for those of us who will actually seek it. When we receive revelation from God, we human beings flourish. Proverbs tells us without revelation, people run wild, but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. So living without revelation means we do whatever we like. We run wild. You know, if you are a child of the 80s and 90s, 
Maybe running wild sounds okay because it's a phrase that people use in a positive way. You know, like Hulkamania is running wild or whatever it might have been, right? But running wild, chaos and anarchy, people judging for themselves what is right and wrong. Like think about when you've actually seen this in action. You can see a bit of what this type of independence looks like if you read through the book of Judges. It's awful stuff. One of my least favorite books of the Bible, it's still a very good book, but it makes me feel some certain way. Uh, so living with that restraint, the people perish. I'm sure that you can think of examples from your own life or recent times where there was a removal of certain guidelines or restrictions with unintended consequences. Whether in student life, I found that when I first entered university, the removal of all restrictions, the removal of forced study and homework that people were just checking up on me, led me to not study very well. Now this might feel still very far beyond the realm of possibility for you. If you've heard the instruction of God before and you thought it was impossible to live in such a way, temptation is too great to do otherwise. But if you're a follower of God this morning, if you consider yourself to be a follower of God as you join us here in service, once God has revealed to you, it's actually possible to flourish to live out the instruction that we receive through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transforms you, renews your mind, and you're actually able to live out the instruction. Blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction, Proverbs tells us. To keep God's directive is to receive his blessings, that we might take his blessings to a waiting world. As we're changed by his grace, as we receive his spirit, this enables real change in us, and we take this good news to other people as well. Matthew 13, 16 reads, Blessed are your eyes because they do see, and your ears because they do hear. Now, if you don't yet follow Christ, first of all, welcome. You're starting the year in the best way possible. But the choice is given to you here. Receive the gospel of grace, and I urge you to do this. There's nothing better than this. That feeling that you get year upon year as the first day rolls around. You make resolutions and you realize you've made the same resolutions before. That feeling that you're running in circles, never actually getting anywhere, it's true. Your own efforts won't get you very far. We just can't make amends to an entirely perfect, holy God. None of us who profess Jesus as our savior are any better are in different boats. It's whatever paths our lives have taken us in order to get here, we recognize it's only through his gift of grace that things were made right. In the final sermon of last year, in 2021, we saw how God's people bring his blessings to a people who don't yet know him. Remember the goats and the sheep? The response of the people in receiving the gospel, in blessing the people that bring the gospel to them as they accept the gift of God, this brings blessings upon the receivers as well. And this is where you're sitting here in 2022 if you don't yet know Christ. You're sitting in the hearing of the gospel of grace, and so I urge you to receive it. And wherever you stand, I urge you, love God. Love his word, love sitting in the place of prayer with him and speaking with him, and love knowing him 
and making him known. Now, where does all of this fit in with our current sermon series? So our, our series, which is communicating a bit of a vision for the six weeks that it runs, will seek to communicate the way that we might best live out this relationship with God, how best we might actually keep his commands. It must be stressed first, though. It's possible to still live in relationship with God and keep his commands apart from the way that we do our vision here. Yeah, I want to be very clear about that. We don't think we're, that, we're the only church that's doing things in the right way. We need many different expressions of faith in different churches in order to reach our city. Yet this is the way that I feel that God is guiding us specifically in our context as a new life, as part of his church. This is the way that I feel that God is leading us. And so this outlines the best expression as I can make of it as our of our relationship with God here and now for us at New Life. So over the next few weeks, what we're gonna do is we're gonna cast our eyes forward. We're gonna see together what this vision looks like, what it means to glorify God in the gospel of grace that we talk about, what does that actually look like? What does it actually mean to glorify God in the gospel of grace? What does it look like to have a culture that actually flows from this, that stems from that vision statement of glorifying God in the gospel of grace? and some of the particular things that we'll focus on through this cultural lens that we see by as we continue to revitalize our church and seek to bring renewal to our city as well. And so in this light, as Jesus has spoken about as, uh, for a parable as well, ask God to reveal more and more of this vision to you. You might ask God for revelation regarding the parables. Do the same here as we've seen through Jesus' explanation of why he teaches in parables here. Ask him, why is it that this is the way that we're doing church? So it's only in seeking to know the vision here for God to reveal this vision to you that you can receive it. Otherwise, you'll just hear me talking about it and you know, you'll be sold or you won't be. Is it possible to continue to go on to be a part of new life without this vision? Yes. Since we're never gonna stop preaching the gospel of grace, yes, you can still be blessed. There will still be plenty of opportunity to receive the great gifts of community and Bible study and prayer and all of the other stuff that's on offer. But in receiving this vision, we can be on mission together. We can seek to build up the body of Christ here in the best way possible. We can work together for a grace-based culture within new life. And we can take the good news to our city as well. This is how I feel a better life is waiting. And we pray for us. Father, when your son speaks to us in parables, he reminds us, Lord, that we do have eyes to see and ears to hear. When he cries out, those who have ears listen. And then when he laments, otherwise they might turn and hear and I might forgive them. We know what that's speaking about. We know that this is talking about our human condition, talking about the way that we block our own ears that we put hands over our own eyes and we refuse to see, we refuse to hear. But Lord, we desperately want to. We want to tear our hands away from our own heads 
and we want to be able to say, help us. Just as you helped in salvation in the first place, we just recognize, Lord, that without you, we have nothing. We're completely bereft of hope. And so we turn to you for that gift of hope. And we ask, Lord, that you would speak in a way that we can understand, that you would unblock our ears, that we might be able to hear your voice, that you would lift the scales from our eyes, that we might be able to see what it is that you're doing here at New Life, God. Lord, I wanna pray especially for those that are new, those that have only been with us for a little while, those that are only rejoining us after a long time away. I wanna pray, Lord, that you help them to find their way here, that you help them, Lord, to integrate with the vision here at New Life, to carry out the gospel of grace and to glorify you through it, and Lord, to join in as we go. For those that have been long-standing members, those that have been here for a long time and are feeling the, the need for renewal, I pray that you would revitalize their hearts. I pray that you would lead them besides quiet waters that they might have refreshing of their souls through you. Let this year be a year of renewal for them. And for all of us here at New Life, would you guide us? Would you help us, Lord, to join in with what it is that you're already doing here? Change our obstinate and stubborn hearts. May it never be said of us that we have stiff necks that refuse to bend before you. May we be known to be the church of humility, to be the church of real change, to be the church that loves you. We ask, Lord, that you would guide us. We ask, Lord, that you would change our hearts through a renewal of grace. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.